Freddie and the Z-Man. No? Right said Fred and the amazing Zandero. No? Xander Fred? Fred Ziffel and Arnold? Okay, I'm done messing around. <clears throat> this is Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000, Chicago's home for sports. compared to the last couple of days. What, I saw the sun today. Yeah, I know. What crap Briefly. weather the last two days, you know? And it, it, uh, It's like you have, have lopped at your house? Yeah, and at my girlfriend's house, I can barely see her house. There's so see, many leaves. See, I'm closer to the Wisconsin border. Uh-huh. Barely. Yeah? Yeah, because we got spring. Right. In October. Yeah. It was spring. So, yeah. yeah, barely. It's really it's really weird. I don't have a lot of trees. I had one tree in my backyard about four or five years ago. Cut it down and put a fire pit in. And then I know you hate living things. And then I had another tree that was actually dying, <laughs> and uh, I was gonna. I said, you know, just leave it sit there. It's fine. And then uh, one day, the st- a storm knocked it over. Uh, well, see, you know, if nature intervenes, yeah, that's fine. If a, if a tree dies, that's fine. Or if you're just being overrun, that's fine. But. If you're cutting down a tree because you don't want the leaves to fall on your grass, I'm not sure that's they had that's some fine. of them had those whirly bird things, and it's like you know what I don't I don't need to sit on my back patio and constantly getting hit with stuff. So, but the fire pit was nice anyway. Yeah. We have, we have two other trees in our backyard. Oh, you do. We have we had like four trees in our backyard. Now the new place is not going to have any trees, and you'll keep it that no way. No right? trees. Yep. No yeah. landscaping. No nothing. Well, it's it's going to be a 55 plus community, so they do the landscaping. They do the. They put, you know, they cut the grass. You should have lived in a 55-plus community no, when and, you were maybe 30. Oh, easily. 25 or 30. Yeah. And, and people will people will have more to say about that when we throw one of our poll questions up there. And it's up there already, but um, <laughs> tomorrow's Halloween. And I'm going to be here throughout most of the day tomorrow because I'm going to be watching the Bears game. They play the 49ers. We'll talk about that in a little bit. 312-332-3776. And I'll be watching the Bears-Niners and then... I'm going to be doing the post-game show. Sean Davis will be here with me. we doing the post-game show till about 5. And then I'm going to go watch the World Series game with a friend. So I'm not going to have any time to be trick-or-treating. So I went to the neighbor's houses in the cul-de-sac today and brought candy to the kids. I said, listen, I'm not going to be home, so I wanted to bring this now. And I thought that was a good idea. I didn't want kids getting mad and egging the house or anything. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So I figured, no, they're, and they're younger kids. You know, high school is the right. oldest. Well, if you're in a neighborhood, you have to do those types of things. Because, yeah. yes, re, uh, retribution can be messy. Yeah, well, the, in the last couple of years, I'd buy three, four bags of candy, and I'd end up eating it all. Because, like, last year, no one came. Things aren't the same. Things no. ain't what they used to be, right, no. right friend? That's basically the yeah. theme of your life. Yeah, oh, it is. Yeah. And, and you know what? Now that I'm in my 50s, I'm kind of the same way. Yeah, I kind of like things the way they used to be, but that's just me. Um, so we're going to be here for a couple hours. We're going to talk about, we're going to have Jesse Rogers join us from the World Series. He's down in Atlanta. We will talk with him. A, a really good game yesterday. If you're a big fan of offense, you weren't really excited, but uh, a 2 nothing final and uh, just fun to watch as uh, the Braves had some great pitching. Ian Anderson, our guy, had a, uh, went five innings, no hits. They didn't give up a hit until I think the seventh inning yesterday and uh, just fun, fun game to watch. Uh, they go up two games to one, game four, later on this evening. And um, 
it's all about bullpens. I mean, we it knew, is. we thought that we knew the White Sox. Well, we thought last year the White Sox bullpen was going to be very strong coming into the season. Not as much as we yeah. wanted, and not as much as yeah, we had hoped it would be a lot more. But now you see how bullpens are so important in baseball the way it is now. So Jesse will talk with us at about two o'clock. We'll take your calls. We'll talk about that. We'll talk some Bears as they get ready for the Forty ers But unfortunately, the big story of the week. Um, is the fallout of everything that's happened with Kyle Beach and with the Blackhawks. And um, it's been just one day after the next. There's been so many different things. Once the report came out and people had a chance to read the entire report um, about everything, slowly but surely members of the Blackhawk front office leaving. um, You know, the Hawks are now 0-6-2. They're not playing very well, but that's way besides the point. Yeah, it's not even worth talking about it at this point. Which, by the way, I've got to say, uh, Pat and Brian on the hockey show today, they always do a great job. And certainly you can get the uh, podcast up on the app, on the ESPN 1000 app, which is very easy to use. But if you haven't listened, you should listen. They did a great job. They really reflected the mood, I feel, of the fan base. They had a real, they had a one or two really tough calls yep. about, uh, you know, people who have been survivors of uh, sexual abuse. So they did, they did a great job. I think it really reflects where a lot of the fan base is. I'll say this, the compassionate fan base. Now we put a Twitter poll up and I saw some ridiculous stuff. I'm not even going to acknowledge, but I think if you have a level of compassion and you have the ability to come outside of yourself and realize that there are people that have endured something that maybe you haven't endured. Right. You know, it, it's it's really tough, and you know this this whole thing about um, you know Quenville, he's no longer coaching, and I think that that was the right thing to do. And him resigning, that's BS. You know, they obviously he had to go, and Bowman had to go. They were all in this meeting and everything. But for me, you know, McDonough, that's where it starts. Uh-huh. And I'll tell you something, I have had the privilege of manage, managing many radio stations. So I had to be in those upper management meetings where you had sexual harassment, like courses sure, through HR, sure. where you we have had, to go. And we had to go through rent, all of them, too. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. and right, right, everybody yeah. does. But I remember just all the specifics of that. And this has been going on for at least 20, 25 years of my career where I was in a position where I had to, you know, make sure I understood how to proceed if something like that happened. So that happens not only within radio, all, all you know, different right. types of businesses. So the idea that this was swept under the rug is really, really unfortunate. And there are people that, to my horror, on the hockey show, I heard uh, Pat and Brian talk about how they've heard from some people that are like, ah, this is just a money grab. It never happened, Kyle. Just I heard that money, too. Which is like, yeah. I, I, can't even, I can't even go there. But the point is, it really starts at the top. For me, but there are a lot of people that were involved that wish to delay this, but ultimately it falls on McDonough, who I think all of us in, in Chicago sports thought that he was an upstanding guy and this would be the last person we could peg something like this on? Yeah, I would think so. And I've known him. Um, when I worked with Murph, Murph and I would have John McDonough on numerous times a year because he would listen to our show as he was on the elliptical when he was working for the mm-hmm. Cubs and, and so on and so forth. And then he went to the Blackhawks and everything else. And the things you're reading about this whole situation. Now, I understand 
sometimes you look at the guys like Quenville and Bowman and other people, but when there is one guy and he's your big boss and you run it up the, quote, flagpole and you tell your guy and you get the lines like, we'll take care of it. And I always wonder what some of people, what was Quenville supposed to do? What was Bowman? Bowman, maybe not so much. But what's Quenville supposed to do? What's the assistant general manager, Kevin Shoveldayoff, supposed to do? Well, the NHL realized there's nothing he could do. Right. And he was I the lowest-ranking guy in that meeting. And I could tell you there's actually somebody in my family that was an HR consultant at a very high level. And I had asked him exactly in this situation and again, not absolving Quenville, he was in the meeting and he just wanted to play on and all that kind of stuff. So it's all said and done. However, if he were to have stood up and said, no, we got to do something about this now. And John McDonough said, I will take care of it. That is your supervisor. Uh-huh. It's really a tough situation. Yeah. And, and this person in my family said, you go to HR. But as we know in this report, HR really... HR, I don't think, was supposed to say, well, either you resign and we'll make this go away or we run an investigation. So they fell down on this, too. Yeah, and the more disgusting thing about all of it is his name on the cup. Um, you know, and I don't, I mean, I don't mean disgusting. Obviously, the most disgusting thing is what happened. Yes. But yes. even Kyle Beach mentioning it. It's just reprehensible that his name is on him, the cup and, and watching him in the celebrations and then he gets the day with the cup. I know hindsight is 2020, I mean, but on. hindsight's 2020, but it's like, Hey, we heard something about you, dude. Yeah, how does the video coach, with that? We're not going to lose or yeah. win this series because of you. You need to go. We'll make some BS excuse. You're gone. Yeah. Yeah. And you're out of here. And, and, and yes. We're, I know. Right. 312-332-3776. Talking about the situation with the Blackhawks. Um and the poll question, why don't you yeah, do the poll yeah, question right uh, yeah. away? And, and we reposted this, and we've had a lot of action on this, a lot of comments. Again, uh, we're going to focus on what we know and what the report said. If if there's somebody out there that's not compassionate and just wants to hear hockey, whatever. Um, the repost goes like this. Blackhawk fans on ESPN 1000 on Twitter. What would you? What would be the best first step in the healing process for you and the team? If you're a compassionate Blackhawks fan, T- Taves' revised statement, and we'll talk about that later, uh, the specifics, if you had not seen what he had said. Hire new director of hockey ops, like right now. Start winning again. That fixes a lot. Rocky Wirtz presser. Would Rocky talk? They've already said that he's not going to, so chances are... That's not going to happen. So it's up on Twitter now if you want to jump in. And, um, you know, again, we've had uh, many, many comments. But, uh, you know, let's let's stick to that. As, as a fan, what what would you like to see being the first step? Yeah, 312-332-3776. A couple of quotes I just pulled out. And Danny Wirtz did a lot of talking the other day with Rocky sitting there as uncomfortable as he could possibly look. Yep. Uh, with his hands on the table and then off the table and... Um, Danny Wirtz said, it is clear that in 2010, the executives of this organization put team performance above all else. And unfortunately, that is clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, they were getting into the playoffs. They were playing at San Jose and says, we're gonna, we, gotta, we can't have, have a distraction. Well, you know what? This is more than a distraction. Okay. And then St- what Stan Bowman said the other day, really, and again, whatever you wanted to think about Stan Bowman, however much you think he is responsible for everything that happened. What Stan Bowman said is, I relied on the direction of my superior that he would take appropriate action. Looking back, now knowing he didn't handle the matter properly, I regret assuming he would do so. Now, okay, 
this could have done, you could have done it in 2011, 2012, 20, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It didn't have it's to go. It's been a long time. It's been a long, long time that Kyle Beach has had to deal with this. And now the Blackhawks and uh, Kyle Beach and the attorneys are getting together to try to figure out exactly what the next step is. Um, you wanted a piece of sound, and Sean put it up on my uh, screen. Yeah, here, here is, um, I believe... Jackie uh, Redman. Yeah, Jackie Redman. Thank you. Um, she had this to say about uh, what Jonathan talked about when he, you know, a couple, it was... Uh, not, Taves and Kane. Yeah, yeah, Taves and Kane wanted to talk to the press after this happened, before... Or after the Islander, what, no, not the Islander game, a couple of games ago. Yeah. They, they're getting beat constantly, so right. I can't remember. And uh, she had this to say about what Jonathan ended up saying. Like, I don't know what to say. I don't know what the right thing is for me yeah. to do as a host in this position, on this platform, with people watching, who we will impact by the way that we have this yeah. conversation. And I feel a responsibility. And you talk about the bravery of Kyle Beach and how much that's going to impact other people and the importance of it. And I just... I listen to Jonathan Taves say what he has to say and go on this rant about how great Stan Bowman is and he's been so good to him. And like, I just now is not the time to stand up and talk about how Bowman and McIsaac and all these people have been good to you. Because in doing that, you reduce and you dismiss the horrific things exactly, yeah. that happened to Kyle Beach and others as a result of their inaction to simply, you, you reduce it to being a one-off. Uh, an out-of-character moment, but it, it, it wasn't a bad moment. It was a decision that was made and that was stood by for over a decade without ever looking back or thinking twice until they were forced to do so. And so for me to come up and spend all this time talking about Stan Bowman's livelihood, what about Kyle Beach's livelihood? Exactly. This is what this is about. And I, I get it. No one in this situation has been perfect. And I've seen people bring up Jonathan Taves and his age at the time. And you know what? You're right. He was a kid yep. at the time. Absolutely. And maybe he didn't know all the details. And maybe he was too young or too ignorant to know how to handle it. But he isn't 22 anymore. Yeah, He's yeah. 33 now. And he does have all the information. Yeah. And I hope he read the report before he came out and made comments about it. So for me, it's just as someone who loves this game and, and a lot of the things about it, it's sad. And I can't help but wonder, and this is the point I really wanted to make today, if maybe, just maybe the Blackhawks had made a different decision and handled this properly, they could have illustrated to their players, yep. like Jonathan Taves, that sexual misconduct, homophobic slurs, and mistreatment of any kind to anybody is not tolerated in the Chicago Blackhawks organization, and maybe Taves' comments would be different last night. Yeah. Because maybe he would have learned, as a 22-year-old... That it doesn't fly, that winning isn't everything, that people matter, yep. that you play for people in the game of life when things happen. And they didn't do that. And to me, it just proves, not that it needed proving, yeah. but the, the environment that Taves and everyone else on that team came up in over the last decade is toxic and was toxic. Okay, it's not only the environment with the Blackhawks organization, but hockey is a, a strange hockey, sport yes. because kids. We know leave. the we know the Sheldon Kennedy yeah, stories. There's Theo so many Fleury, of them. Remember Theo it's Fleury. a shame. Yeah, yeah, there's so many of them because Too these many, kids leave obviously. their house at 13, 14, 15 yep. years old. They leave the country. The parents they, just basically say, "Take him yeah. and go make him a hockey star." Exactly, and they have no oversight. And unfortunately, this uh, bad things happen. Uh, a lot of times in the National Hockey League, um, Taves from there's no way Taves or Kane could have seen 
Kane might have been able to see the, because the he, was, uh, he was in uh, COVID protocol. He was right. at home. He was at home. And, and somebody should have said to Jonathan, wait, take time to watch this, yeah. to learn about this before you go and speak. He still has time to come out and say, look, I screwed up the other day. Yeah. I would like to make a revised statement. Yeah. Because there are people, fans calling for the C to be ripped off his jersey. Now, yeah. I don't know about that. No. I would like to give him another chance to redeem himself because we're not hearing from Rocky. When we think of the Hawks, we think of the players, right? Mm-hmm. And Jonathan's the leader. He has been for all this time. Yep. He needs to step up, revise his statement. For me, that's the first step. On that poll, that's what I'm answering. Well, that's the, the first The step. other thing is, too, when somebody does wonderful things for you, in your career, in your life. Yeah. And then you find out afterwards that they did something like this. Can you forget about everything else they've done for you? Because no. he couldn't. No, but and you have to people, separate it. Yeah. And, and, and maybe it. even take time to digest it. That's why he shouldn't have spoken right away. Probably. He should have taken some time, watched the report, and kind of find a way to separate it. Because, I mean, Kane stayed with Bowman. Yeah. When he first got to town. I, I mean, uh, the guy was a good guy. Yeah. But they have to separate the two. 312-332-3776. Callers hanging there. We'll get right to you. It's your show. We come back after this on ESPN 1000. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Twitter at ESPN 1000. Now back to more Fred and Xander on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Blackhawks actually have a game tonight. Playing St. Louis, I think it is. <laughs> and um, they're 0-6-2. I say that because St. Louis has always been a pain yeah. in the ass when the Hawks are playing yeah. better. People that have tickets were not showing up the other day. I think there were 5,000 no-shows the other day and 3,000 one of the other days. So. Surprise, Fred? No. Not, not at all. Not at all. But I am sur- I am a little surprised at people that say, I'll never go to another game. I'll never watch the Hawks. Well, that that's an immediate me. reaction. Right. That's not going to take. Yeah. It's not going to hold for most. Let's go on out to the phones. 312-332-3776. Talk to the counselor. Sir, he's in his office. What's up, counselor? Hey, counselor. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Thank you for accepting my call today. And yes, I am a counselor and work with people with trauma who've uh, been impacted by people that are higher-ups uh, that take take advantage, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So my thing is, moving forward, all professional sports need to have uh, an organization uh, to come in and have some oversight. And your last uh, speaker talked about there is no oversight, and this oversight needs to look like something along the lines of OIG or or OSHA, right? Um, okay, and they need to talk about these things. Uh, so yearly, I have to do a training on HIPAA. Okay, yearly, mm-hmm. I have to do a training through OSHA. Mm-hmm. So player personnel, player uh, unions, uh, owners, they would fit the bill, but this organization does not report to them. And that'll increase a level of trust. Right, when somebody There's a, it's an independent, yeah. Yeah, they're independent, and uh, you start this very early. Uh, you emphasize this, and you make sure that players understand uh, amateur. It, it can even work on the amateur level, sure. where people have someone to go to, and they can talk to these people, and these people will represent them uh, when it comes to being violated like this, man. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Uh, and I'm going to tell you, here's the other thing. We're talking about it with the Hawks, but I, I, I got to say that there are other players and teams and organizations that are experiencing this mm-hmm. where these, these players, they have nowhere to go to. They're afraid. Their careers are at, at stake. They're being threatened. Um, so I think having a place like this, an organization like this, where they can go to to represent them, that would really be beneficial for sports, and it would really, really reduce us uh, from having this type of conversation uh, with this intensity at this time. Yes, I, counselor, I, I agree with you. Yep, isn't it a well shame? Said. Isn't it? I mean, you've got Why a job. Why haven't they done it already? <laughs> isn't it a shame all the stuff that you've had to experience because of the sick and disgusting people that are out there? Yep. Absolutely, and oh there God. are sick yeah. and disgusting people on all levels. Yes, professional sports, everything, um, businesses, our, our armed forces, yep. our armed forces. You're right. Um, politics, uh-huh. uh, but sometimes they have some people have some place to go where they can say, "Hey, here's here's what happened to me. Right. I was violated," yeah. and then they can make decision on how they want to move forward <laughs> because not only is it a civil offense, it's also criminal. Sure. Yes, sure. It's also criminal. Yep. Counselor, appreciate the call. Yeah. I mean, well we just just talking about it, you see that these thing, things like this happen uh, at, at news networks and uh, all kinds of things. You know, it, it is a factor of a position of power. Yep. And somebody wants something and you're in a position of power, you can hold that against them mm-hmm. to enact your yeah. cruelty. Yeah, it's absolutely You're, yeah, it's I, absolutely disgusting. So, so imagine any of that that scenario in any walk of life. Yeah, and they're out there. Yeah, it, it's constantly out there, and it it's just it's so ridiculously sad. Um, you see it on like on you know for some reason Matt Lauer's head keeps popping into my or face <laughs> keeps popping into my head, but you see it with so many different individuals and so many different lines of work and so many different businesses and you know and whatever legacies they had built previous sure poof yeah gone in an instant well i mean and, and, Kevin, and Kevin denial, Spacey. right denial yeah. we got to stop denying yeah. it there are right. a lot of even people jumping up on twitter that eh, just hawks win and all that we have to stop denying it and what the counselor said was to get this independent review type of body mm-hmm. involved yeah we saw to even go deeper in what's happening in the NHL. Donald Fur, yeah, Fur, 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 whatever. Um, he is. Uh, he was notified. Yeah, he's in the players' union. Yeah, and he did nothing but uh-huh. sweep it under the carpet yeah. and kick the can down the road. So it, this is this is not over. No, and, this and, is not over. And it needs to start at the small. I mean, at junior hockey, it needs to start where these kind of things happen. The most. Hey, let's, once they get to, let's say high school. Once they get to the NHL, they have the money. They're making money. They're yeah. not, you know, the odds are these things aren't happening. Um, but the the Kyle Beach situation is is interesting. You can I can guarantee you there are 15, 16, 17-year-old hockey players who no longer play in hockey, some of them because they were in a situation yep. where they couldn't yep. handle it anymore. And, and, and we'll never know. No. We'll never know. I mean, we Kyle, I remember... I remember Kyle, when he was drafted. When he was drafted, uh-huh. right. He was a first-rounder. Yep. There was a lot of upside on this kid. Yep. And, we, and we, as Hawk fans, yeah, you know, it's another one that didn't pan out. Well. Yeah. Well, now. Just imagine. Just imagine the courage it took him to go to his higher-ups to express what had happened. And then nothing 
they just, it's, it's the yeah. ultimate betrayal. The 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 interview that uh, TSN had with him the other day, just uh, and, how and brave he was. By the way, if you there. haven't watched that, yeah. it's a tough watch. Uh-huh. But if you're a hockey fan, you need to watch that. You, it, it's almost like I feel it's a responsibility. I felt like that for me, yeah, because this is what I do. But also, I needed to uh, like see what this guy was going through, so right. I have a better understanding. It is gut wrenching. Yeah. Absolutely gut-wrenching, and he takes responsibility. He personally, and this is the part that got me, he personally took responsibility for what happened to... The kid at Michigan it, State. It, and, 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 yeah. and I was saying to my screen, no, this is not your fault. No, no. Just terrible. No, terrible absolutely. Three one two three three two three seven seven. Say you want to jump in and talk about this, we're going to get to Bear's conversation. It is Halloween weekend, <laughs> and I, I posted this on Twitter because I am not a guy that likes to dress up. I didn't, I know, no surprise to a lot of people out there. I didn't like to dress up for Halloween when I was a kid. I didn't mind eating the candy. You were uh, a crabby old guy at five. Yeah, pretty I'm much. Pretty sure. I didn't like, I, I, I do. I do blame my dad. My dad passed away last December. I do blame him a little bit for me growing up too soon because when I was a sophomore in high school, instead of going out getting drunk with all the other guys, I was traveling and meetings with him as uh, the, he was doing the Chicago Bulls and the Chicago Cougars hockey team on you know on TV, and I was sitting in on business meetings and stuff like that. And so I grew Why, up. No babysitter, or he just needed an assistant. No, he just wanted me to be around. Oh, okay. And. Um, well, so, you spend time with your dad. Yeah, I spend time with my dad, and you know, then I'm, you know, there's a commercial log that um, everybody has in TV and in radio, and I'd be sitting at home watching a hockey game uh, from the Chicago Cougars, and I would call the uh, studio and say, "You got to have a make good on that." There was no audio for the first half of the commercial. You were a traffic director. That's what's known as yeah. the people keeping track of yeah. commercials. At what age? I was a sophomore in high school. Look at so you. you can imagine a sophomore in high school calling the control room of a TV station, and people probably your hung voice out hasn't changed. Yet. No, probably it's about, it's about the same. Yeah, yeah. So, but we've got one for we. I got a poll out for, um, for Halloween. At what age should you stop dressing up for Halloween? And you have four options: twenty-one, thirty, forty, or never stop. Now, the reason one of the reasons I brought this up was, and I know we are ESPN one thousand. What's the name of the show, Sean, uh, before, pardon the interruption? It's on, it's on um, I can't remember the name of the show. It's, it's one of Tony Reale. Tony Reale? Yeah. Around the Horn? Around the Horn, okay. And Around the Horn. And we have nothing gets, to do with what the mothership does. No. Yeah, no. And Around the Horn, they have a tendency of, on Halloween weekend, or if it's Halloween falls on that day, all the participants will dress up in Halloween costumes. Which, in my opinion, is absolutely the dumbest, most stupid thing I've ever seen. Okay. And that's just me. My, right. In my opinion, IMO, I even figured that out yeah. years ago. <laughs> I never figure out what IMO meant. It took me a while. Uh, but in my opinion, the dumbest, stupidest thing. So, you know, I didn't dress up. Uh, and some people got back to me on Twitter and said, well, how about if you're taking your, your kids trick-or-treating See, now, and your grandkids This is where I'm going to jump in. There's three scenarios, right? There's at work. There's taking your kids or your grandkids trick-or-treating, and then there is going to a costume party. Yeah. Now, I feel uh, there are different ages for those. I've turned down going to costume parties. Okay, okay, but yeah. there, uh, and, and that's a personal choice, right. but I think if you're going to a costume party and you're 47... Uh-huh. And you want to partake in what the costume party is about, you better show up, otherwise yeah. you're... 
Uh, as they say, a turd in the punch bowl. Well, you've seen the guy. You've seen the guy in the commercial. The guy in the commercial who shows up for the fantasy draft and he's dressed as the uh, as the horse. <laughs> right. He, he had the wrong the wrong fantasy. Right. Right. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So, but let me go on to say that uh, at work, if you're over. 30 yeah. now at work if you're over 25 stop that yeah. stop that yeah but if you're out with your kids or grandkids you know whatever i i say generally 35 but never go to work especially if you're over 25 in a costume that's just weird i i was always the one that never did and people are looking at me oh oh you're too cool to do that uh, you know yeah yeah i have no time three one two three three two three seven seven dress six. In what I'm oh yeah, in yeah. and and uh it was tough going to my closet and looking at all the blackhawk paraphernalia i had not wearing it this week this uh, week I, yeah this you know, week i thought was too soon I, you know, I, I look. I was. I, road, I didn't wear a hat not. today, but I go through my hats usually when I come yeah. to do the show. And I saw that one, and it's like that's going to get dusty before I touch it again. Yeah. That's just my personal preference. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. We got some Bears conversation coming up. Jesse's going to join us at two o'clock from Atlanta. Game four of the World Series later on tonight. Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Here on ESPN one thousand. This is Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000, also available on demand on the all-new ESPN Chicago app. Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. So if you want to jump on in talking about your opinion on what happened with the Blackhawks this week and Kyle Beach, also um, how you think you're reacting and how you're going to react and when you were going to be rooting for the Blackhawks the way you used to yeah, do, do you before st- you heard this. Yeah, do you do you stay away for a long time? You're yeah. just going to let it settle in? Are you going to wait for them to make a positive step forward? Which they haven't really. No. As of yet. Mm-mm. And the big rumor is, and you've seen this, right? Eddie O. Hockey out. Yeah. I don't... Uh, I, uh, look, look, yeah. look. I love the idea. Whether or not it's going to happen, they haven't called me and consulted me. He but if they his- did, I'd be like, yes... Yeah. Yes and yes, a Chicago guy. He likes what he does now enough. I don't think right. I don't right. think he'd want to. And and that's stepping into the hornet's nest. Well, but just plus a bit. that's that's a job you get fired from. Okay, right. he's not going to get fired from his his no. broadcasting job. No, and he's not going to get fired from broadcasting. Um, you know, the Breeders' Cup or whatever. <laughs> right. I mean, he does those kind of things. Okay? It, it's a level of passion. He's very good at it. Right. And right, it's not the hot seat. He has more. He has more on his plate than just hockey. He's done the hockey thing. Right. He's been a coach, and you mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I don't think, and if Eddie's listening, he listens a lot. Uh, if Eddie's listening. Eddie, I, you I have my vote whether or not you want it. Yeah, you I don't have think my he vote. wants it. I mean, he's, right now he's breaking down the Breeders' Cup for next week. Friday and Saturday, the Breeders' Cup gets run. You can go on out to Hawthorne and wager on that. One more thing I wanted to mention uh, before we get into some Bears talk, and um, if you want to jump in on the, the Halloween thing, too, because tomorrow you'll yeah, see people. Yeah, how do people, you do this as an adult? Yeah. Well, how do I do it? Why yeah, I don't know. We already no, I'm saying, right. how how do you do this? Do you dress up? Do you go to work? Do you dress up when the kids are trick or treating? Do you have grandkids and you dress up in trick or treating? And right. this is well, you you will have grand. Well, you kind I of have grandkids, grandkids now. Yeah, yeah, I watched I watched them on Friday with my uh, girlfriend, uh, my two year old Ellie, and the uh, three month old uh, Mark. Why did you say you spend time with him instead of watching? Sounds like a job. No, if you say I babysat him, then it sounds like a job. If you watch, I, I think another level. Yeah. I spend some time with him. Yeah. Well, I spent a lot of time with him, and I walked in the door, and uh, Ellie was sitting on my lap watching TV with me, like three minutes in, where usually it takes her like a half hour to get familiar with me, 
And because, you know, I wasn't always her grandfather. Right. So now I am now. Right. And she's, yeah. so but she has a great time and she, she has fun. So anyway, there's a, I know Carmen in his neighborhood in Western Springs and other people do this too. But when you're taking your kids or your grandkids, uh, trick or treating, you grab that radio flyer wagon from the back and you put a cooler in it. And as you're walking, you're in, imbibing. Yeah. You're walking the street. And, and, you, and you don't have a costume. No. You because just, you're supervising. You're, you're, you're escorting. You're, you're watching your kids as they run up to houses, one right. house after another. And it, granted, it doesn't nearly happen as much. I mean, the last four years, I bought candy and ended up eating it all the way through February or March because it didn't. When you live where I live, yeah. the driveways don't are like right. multi, 200 feet long. There's no reason no, to buy No, we don't buy candy. We don't yeah. need to. But, I mean, it's you know, you get some of the people in the family or the neighborhood together. You walk the streets in like a little, you know, a little train and you just... You've got the cooler there. You're yep. just popping a, a yep. beer or whatever. That's the way to celebrate Halloween once you get a little older. People say, well, you know, you should dress up if you have kids or grandkids. Not, not really. Help your kids or your grandkids with their costumes and just be there for them. And you know. Well, I could tell you, in my early 30s, we had a house in Plainfield, and that's where the kids grew up. Uh-huh. And they went around trick-or-treating. And what we did in the neighborhood, we forced other adults into costumes. Here's, here's why. Okay. I wore my Blackhawks jersey at the time, and I was playing rat hockey, so I threw the helmet on. And we, if you if you had an adult show up, you would give them a beer. Right. Oh, sure. If so you, that yeah. made us, all the adults in the neighborhood, we all dressed up because we want free beer yeah. from our neighbors. Yeah. Well, I, I will tell you, and I, I, I contacted them today and said I wouldn't be home or wouldn't be around uh, for Halloween. But my, my friends, uh, Carolyn and Bud... And they would come to my house on Christmas, or I mean, I'm sorry, on Halloween. They'd come to the house, and it would be wine for Carolyn, and Bud would, I'd make him a Manhattan, okay? And uh, last year, they didn't come, uh, and they were going to come this year. Damn, and I, I would show up them. to your house. I know. I'd make the drive for I know. Manhattan. I can't, I contacted them. Is that a bourbon them. Manhattan, yeah. or is that a, yeah. okay. I contacted them. Top shelf? Uh, yeah, Maker's Mark. Right, that's not you, bad. you can get better than well, that. Yeah, but, but but that's the only time. It, that's the only time it gets drunk. So well, you got to use what you have. On it, it was okay. a Maker's Mark that the um, the, the years the, ago the white the Maker's Mark dipped it in white and black for the White Sox. And this is that's oh. how old it is. Oh, okay. Yeah, all so right. Like all 05, right. 06. We're good. So we're I don't good. drink bourbon. Okay, we're good. I only drink beer at the house, so I can pass beer out. That's never a problem. But I told them that I'm not going to be around, so I will. I will pay. I will buy them. Some wine and something else next time I see him. But three one two three three two three seven seven six. Lots to talk about with this Bears game coming up as they get the 49ers. I was going to wear my 49ers shirt because I have more 49er gear than I have Bears gear because I've been a big 49er fan for years. They had a real rough game uh, a week or so. How ago are you feeling the about Colts. them right now? Um, they're they're on about the same level as the as the Bears are. But there was a great article by Mark Potash this week, and we're gonna get to that in just mm-hmm. a minute. Let's go to our guy. Anytime oh, we're talking buddy. Bears, Bear fan there Bob is. is out there for us. Bob, what's up? Hey Bob. Guys, how are you? Doing good. well. Long time no talk. How are you? Yeah, I'm good, buddy. Anyways, that's good to hear from you. Anyways, you know this is battle of the pathetic, <laughs> and that's pretty much what it is. You know, that's pretty much what it is. I've been thinking and thinking and thinking about this, and I touched on this a little bit after the game last week. If they don't get timing and execution down with Justin Fields and a few of these receivers, and God forbid they might catch the football to include a few tight ends, never mind, you know, they're going to ruin this kid. And I'm really, really worried about this kid's confidence. 
They're going to have to do something. They're going to have to throw the ball deep to spread the 49ers defense defense out. Otherwise, and they're going to have to block Bosa because this is a big boy defensive end, as we all know or should know. You know, I think they're going to win. They can do this, but I think it's also going to be a close game. Guys, those are my thoughts, and actually you should go to the game because this is a Halloween game. This is fun, so no matter what uniform you wear, it's a costume for sure. Have a great day. Take care, guys. Bye. Thanks, Bob. Thanks, we appreciate Bob. it. 312-332-3. Oh, yeah, he does. Love talking he, loves, he loves talking his football. Mark Potash had a thing earlier this week, and he started the article by saying, or by asking, actually, Mark Potash asked, what did Kyle Shanahan see in Trey Lance that he didn't see in Justin Fields? Now, the 49ers, they traded three first-round picks to the Miami Dolphins to move from the 12th pick overall to the third pick overall, and they took Trey Lance. Mm -hmm. Justin Fields was still there, but there's something that Kyle Shanahan, who is known as an offensive genius, who has shown he has some offensive genius abilities, um, that he didn't see... In Trey Lance, that he, um, you know, I'm sorry, that he didn't see in Justin Fields that he saw in Trey Lance. So your thoughts, 312-332-3776. We'll talk more about the Bears and the 49ers. We come back. Jump on in. Jesse is going to join us at 2 o'clock. We're, yeah, we're here all the way till 3 o'clock on ESPN 1000. This is Fred and Xander on ESPN 1000. And now on Digital FM at 100.3 HD2. This is Chicago's home for sports. One two three three two three seven seven six. The Bears and the 49ers are both bad teams. <laughs> the Niners rank sixth in defense in the um, NFL, but their offense has been struggling. They've had injuries again for about the second or third year in a row. The Bears have had injuries. Um, Khalil Mack is out. Elijah Wilkinson's back in after uh, 90 minutes before the game last week going out. And then uh, the Bears actually brought in uh, Simmons, who after the second fumble by um, Justin Fields, they took him out and put Alex Bars there. Who Alex Bars, who had been practicing at the right tackle, why they didn't put him in at first is another question. Um, Fields is making a sixth start tomorrow. You look at it, and what Bob had to say, too, and a lot of Bears fans are concerned about protecting Justin Fields. Yes, yeah. but but what I'm not concerned about, what Bob brought up, is he's gonna his confidence is going to get ruined. No. I don't... He is not Mitch Trubisky. I think that's what happened to Mitch. That was part of it. He is not him, I do believe. We, we do have to get the right people in the right places to develop him, but I don't think we're in danger of ruining this kid's confidence unless this went on for right. a long time. Yeah, I don't a think so either. He, I mean, he's he's got a lot of confidence from coming from the college ranks. Sure, he's not used to losing, but he steps up. He's been working it more with the wide receivers. Fred. Yeah, sure it does, losing. Yeah, nobody wants to do it, but it does. Uh, Matt Nagy will not coach. and He's hiding somewhere? Does it really? Why does everybody care where he's at? I, this the, is the, this is my point. I don't I don't understand it. I'm looking at articles again today. Where, I'm looking where's, at where's tweets. Nagy? I mean, Nagy's not letting anybody know where he's going to watch the game from. Why should he? And what do you care? Why? <laughs> what's the point? He's not going to be there. Do we have it? Not enough to talk about that. I don't understand it. What's the point? Who cares? Um, 
I love the beat writers, but what's the difference where he's at? And then we made such a big deal here in the radio station when he didn't. He said, listen, I'm not going to tell you, but I'm, I'm in a nice situation. Well, why won't he tell? Who cares? That's what someone, when they ask Matt Nagy where he's at, he should say, what? What do you care? Why do you care where I'm at? Hey, how? What would, is the point? Wait, what would Bill Belichick say to a question? Like that? Uh, well, what they should say is they should just say next question, and that might be what Bill Belichick would say. Yeah. But there's absolutely no point if Matt Nagy can be in the Zoom press conference and teleconference with all the writers. There's no need you to know, know where he should, he's at. You know what he should do to troll everybody? Is to have one of those green screens yeah. and put himself in like paradise somewhere yeah. in yeah. Hawaii or something. Just to mess with everybody. With a little pina colada. Yeah. Where you at? I'm not talking. <laughs> I'm not saying where Next I'm at. Next question. But, you know, I just saw some reports today on Twitter that he's not 100% sure if he's going to be able to coach from where he's at. That's going to be real difficult because you're going to have to have him in right. contact with the guy who's then going to be in contact with Fields. Do we really mind that he's getting else? a day off? Well, that's the question I wanted to ask. 312-332-3776. Do you think the Bears' offense will perform better without Matt Nagy on the sideline tomorrow? <sighs> I was going to ask that as a poll question, but I didn't get a chance, yeah. and we didn't have, a, have the opportunity. But the other thing with Justin Fields, too, and one of the things, and we'll do some more of this after Jesse, but Fields has to help himself. It was a great article today by Patrick Finley in the Sun-Times. And the Sun-Times Saturday section is a great, great paper. And uh, they have a lot. They have feature articles on every team, basically, in Chicago. There's uh, college football stuff and a lot of other things. But the headline of Patrick Finley's column today is, Fields at Fault too, Along with just about everybody else, the rookie must take some responsibility for the Bears' dreadful offense. Mm-hmm. And it's true. It's, it's not like some of the stats here. He's been sacked on 14.4% of his dropbacks. No other quarterback has been sacked uh, more than 10%. He sacked 14.4%. And here's a guy who can run. Yeah. Uh, Fields has been pressured with within three seconds of the snap, 20.9% of the dropbacks. That's the highest in the NFL. So he gets pressured a lot. He gets pressured mm-hmm. quickly. And then you know what they should work on? Getting rid of the ball quickly. Yep. And he also has a passer rating with clean pockets of 75.3. That's his passer rating in the clean pocket. And that, and that obviously has to be better. It's the lowest in the NFL. Yeah. yeah. So, and, and, and look, we knew that the O-line wasn't going to be super supportive. So why hasn't the plan been for him to get the ball out? Maybe it is. He's just adjusting yeah. to the game that's a lot faster than he thought it was in preseason. Yeah. And, and you know, that that's funny to look back on. But you know what? Hey, this is real life now. This is what you have to adjust to. Right. And they have to have that plan to support his development. Yeah. And uh, it's it's interesting because in years past, you might say, well, that's okay. The Bears don't need to win because they can just tank and get a higher draft pick. The Bears don't have a first-round draft pick. <laughs> no. They traded That's it. not going to work this The year. Bears have the second... A second round pick, a third round pick, two fifths, and a sixth. Mm. They don't have so tanking makes no sense. Job one so is to develop to to the win. kid. Yeah. Job one is to develop the kid and get some wins. Meanwhile, Herbert, wow, yeah, wow, isn't it fun to That's watch? That's exciting. And I know that I heard Yurko. There's a promo running that says ah, running backs don't mean no. They don't like they used to. This is not the year. You know the years of Walter running. But it's still a lot of fun and exciting to see a guy like that mm-hmm. show up with not a lot of expectation. Right. And then all of a sudden, 
put himself in position to be like one of the main guys. Yeah, a sixth-round pick, and he's rushing for 100 yards against a really good run defense in Tampa last week. It's exciting to watch. Yeah. It's uh, it's about the only exciting thing right now to yeah, watch. Yeah, it is. And, you know, the other thing is, when if you're listening to football, and I'm not saying that Jay Hood and Cap and Carmen and Sylvie don't know football, but Yurko and Waddle know football. Okay, they I was going to say game. you kind of are. Well, no, I'm not. I'm just saying they don't know as much as those two, <laughs> right. basically. Okay, right. they know football, but they don't know as much as Yurko. They don't know as much. No, as you're, you're right. I mean, how can you how can you do yeah. that without playing? I right. mean, those guys know what's up. They've been there. And when I hear Waddle say, "If you watch the Bears' offensive line in their run blocking, they're actually blocking very well." And that's fine. That's good. And that's why Khalil Herbert's getting what he has. And also, Khalil Herbert is a guy that can cut back. He's yep. not going to run to a hole that's supposed to be there when it's not there. He'll find somewhere else to go. Yeah, that's, that's what makes it exciting. Yes. That's what makes it exciting. Where He's uh, not trying David, to bash through the wall. He's, David, he's Montgomery, like that, that's David Montgomery might try to bash right. through the wall. And hopefully he'll be back soon. To have those two guys yeah. available, two different types of runners. And you still have Damian Williams. So all of a sudden... A offense that never liked to run the ball now will have three running backs that can all run now, the ball. Now, wait a minute. Do we trade one of those to beef up the O-line? Well, that's that one of the questions because yeah. the trading deadline's Tuesday at 3 o'clock. And some people said, and I wouldn't have any problem with it, but I don't know how a team's going to afford this, trade an Allen Robinson if you want to. He's got 23 catches this year in the first seven games. That's just over three catches a game. Mm-hmm. 23 catches, 250 yards, one touchdown. The Bears, Tom Brady last week threw for four touchdowns in the first half. The Bears have three touchdown passes all season long in seven games. So there is no worse rush, worse passing team in the National Football League than the Bears. Nobody's worse than them. So you want to trade your, your number one wide receiver, who's really not your number one wide receiver right now, and Allen Robinson, go ahead. The problem is... Is anybody going to be able to pay him the $1 million he has per week, basically, for the rest of this season? You're going to have to move him somewhere where they can afford that. There might be somebody who can do that that really needs. That needs a wide receiver. Him. And, and wherever he goes, he's going to be better. If he does leave, we're going to have that, oh, there it is. No doubt. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 and I like some of the other receivers they have. Yeah, you know, you throw the ball to Darnell Mooney. You're starting to throw the ball to Marquise Goodwin a little bit. Um, you're gonna. There's a lot for this team to develop. We thought this team was getting closer, and he needed a quarterback. Now they got the quarterback, and they need everything else. Mm-hmm. So it's really rough. Three one two three three two. And is Ryan Pace the guy to make the right decision? Well, I think we all know that answer. <laughs> I think we all know that. Here's the other one. The Bears are the only team, and I think I might have said this, the Bears are the only team in the NFL with more rushing yards than passing yards. You have not said that, but I, I'm not surprised. Yeah. They're sixth in rushing. It's 1975 all over. Yeah. They're sixth in rushing, 32nd in passing. And um, let's see here. 60 of uh, six, I'm sorry, six of the top seven rushing teams are in the top 11 of total offense because it's supposed to be if you can run the ball that sets up the pass mm-hmm. play action passes and things like that but the bears can run the ball but they can't throw on play action and they're not throwing enough passes that's why one of the reasons i'm eager to see what the bears offense looks like without Matt Nagy on the sideline tomorrow and he must have pretty he must have quite a case of covid if he got it on monday and he still has been unable to test negative twice right 
You know, and he was vaccinated. So it's surprising. I thought it was going to be, okay, Monday, Tuesday, he won't be around. Well, He'll be back with the team on Wednesday. Right, right. Uh, it would seem that that would be the case. And generally from what we're hearing, yeah. that is the case for people who have been vaccinated. But right. there's always going to be that exception. Yeah. Elijah Wilkinson, who was on the list last week, he is off the list. So he will likely start at the right tackle position against the 49ers tomorrow. The weather's supposed to be nice, even better than it is today. Um, so that'll be nice. There's nothing bad. Last week was great weather. The last home game had a tremendous weather. It was 61 and sunny. Uh, it's not going to be quite as sunny. It's not going to be quite as warm tomorrow. But if you go into the Bears game, uh, bundle up, or if you want to dress like a Bears fan, just wear a Bears jersey. It's Halloween. You're all going to wear jerseys anyway, right? Right, right. Yeah. You're, you're, you're set. I'm sure that tomorrow all the networks will be showing all the crazy people in the stands with, with costumes on. Sure. That's what they do. The producers all around National Football League games, we got to make sure we show now, all the people in costumes. do you have a problem costumes. with dressing up your dogs? Oh, my God, yes. Home. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Then, I, then I won't tell you the story. Putting a dog in a sweater. You think the dog <laughs> enjoys that ever? <laughs> my wife is listening. A quick, funny story. Just popped up in my head. But the other day, we have a place that we take the dogs, you know, when we yeah. go on vacation, whatever. They love to go. When they go, they're excited. Uh-huh. It's like they're going on a play date. Yeah. My wife says the other day, you know what? Um, I'm going to enter. They're going to stay overnight, and I'm going to enter them in a Halloween contest. I'm like, yeah, right. Okay. <laughs> Amazon comes to the door yesterday. She opens the box. There are three costumes uh-huh. for the three dogs. We put them on. My big... Great uh, Pyrenees, Maremma, sheepdog. He's got a, a hat that makes him look like a cow. And he puts his head down like he's shamed. He and should he, be. And he's turned into <laughs> something he's not. And I walked him in there this morning. They're all there now at a Halloween party. Engineered by my wife, my lovely. That's fine. Wife. I'm sure she's a wonderful individual. <laughs> you, but, but not something you would do. I, it's not something I would do. I thought she was joking. Yeah. Well, that's okay. It's only one day a year. Takes them a long time to plan it out. Right, now I'm worried about Christmas. Yeah. Well, Christmas, they'll all dress like reindeer. This One is what I'm worried about. 312-332-3776. Jesse Rogers will join us. We'll talk some baseball World Series Game 4 coming up tonight. You'll hear it right here on ESPN 1000.